Welcome, world, to episode 112 of the Chamberlain and Chance podcast. I am Chance. I write the games at chance.blogspot.com. It's about Overwatch. Joining me, as always, is Chamberlain. <laughs> Chamberlain, how are you doing this week? I am sad. The smartest man in the world has left us for a better yeah. place. You know what, though? I mean... It... We are speaking of Stephen Hawking. We'll get to yeah, that. I'm not, I'm not so sad about Stephen Hawking. I'm not saying that, you know, it's not a loss to the world, but Stephen Hawking really is an incredible example of um, intellectual and emotional perseverance in the face of literally certain death. Yeah, they gave him two years. He took 50. Yeah, and, and going on to become literally the most respected scientist in the world. Mm-hmm. In the world. Never won a Nobel Prize. Because no one could ever peer review his work. <laughs> <laughs> we all kind of went, yeah, Stephen, um, yeah, that sounds about right. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like he had, he had an absolutely incredible life. He had, um, yeah, like he, he was handed the worst fucking hand and was, and was an example of inspiration to anyone who heard his story. Like he, he went out there and did it. And you can't, like, and he made it this far, and really, at 76, you're going to die? Well, you know what? That's a fucking good run so, for, for people like, not bound to a wheelchair. A dubious honor. Love the dude, but, like, he, could, he couldn't move, could barely speak, but still managed to cheat on his wife. Really? <laughs> really. Yeah. On a personal level, he was not actually that great of a guy. No, not at all. I didn't know that. No. He, like many geniuses, he was kind of a douchebag. Yep. Well, uh, and, like, the nurse he ended up leaving his wife for was kind of a monster, too. That's his whole yeah. thing. That, none of that was in the theory of everything. No, it was not. Not at all. So, okay, Alex is here. Hi, Alex. Hello, Hello Alex. Alex of DailyCrackpot.blogspot.com. Ah, oh, thanks for the plug. So, I, I, I would like to explain an honor that was bestowed upon Hawking. Then we can go move on to video games. Yes. The black holes, the, you know, heaviest, darkest holes, singularities, you know, the things mm-hmm. that will, when the universe is gone, for the most part... Black holes will be what remains. Oh, mm-hmm. And black holes themselves very, very, very slowly evaporate. So when the rest of the universe has died due to the heat, death, and expansion of the universe, and all that is left is supermassive black holes, the only process still occurring will be Hawking radiation. Mm. Hmm. So he will posthumously outlive the rest of the universe. That is pretty neat. He discovered it, so they named it after him. I'd like to think he had a good internal laugh about that. <laughs> the last laugh, literally. He will so. outlive the universe in name. In name, basically, yeah. Or in concept, yep. <sighs> so did we see any awesome movies this week? Mm, no, I didn't watch anything. Alex? Um, I tried watching Murder on the Orient Express. It, uh... I did watch that. Huh. I saw that a week or two ago. Yeah, it's... And? Uh, the Watson character is insufferable. Who's playing that? The, that the guy that's just always at 11. Oh, I love this and everything that's going on around me. Oh. Poro, I'm the extrovert. You're the introvert. That's how this works for the entire movie. And it's just that. that uh, it no, just... no, I didn't mind that guy at all. And I loved, um, and I've, I've never seen something that Kenneth Branagh was in where I was like, wow, Kenneth Branagh is really Oh, yeah, good. he fucking nailed it. He I... tore it up in that movie, man. He yeah, was he really fantastic. Did. I got I to gotta give it up for that. Everything yeah. was a little too theatrical to me. Like, and everything was just a little Branagh, too though. broad. But it was no, like, go- it, yeah, yeah. It needed to be that. Like that's what it was. It was a period piece, like like a stage play type fucking thing. And um, I, and so I, after the ending, like I was so disappointed by that fucking ending. You, I went did and you found. Not know the- no, that's the thing. I never actually heard okay, the sorry. story of Murder yeah. on the Orient Express. Okay. That's how it goes. Is how it goes in the movie. And it was like, 
maybe this okay, was great. shocking to the audience of the 20s or something, but now it just seems lazy. <laughs> yeah, it does seem really fucking lazy, doesn't it? Everyone did it. Oh, come on. <laughs> but how, how did it hit you the first time? Oh, it was it was more like just what the fuck. And I understand that you're... <laughs> That, um, that in terms of what they did with the care, I don't know if it was true to the book as well, uh, but how it really felt like he was playing off. It was really about Poirot and what he would do with this moral conundrum that he was handled. And that's what it ended up being. It was less a mystery than a moral, a moral question and what is the right thing to do in this circumstance. And that part aspect of it, I really, really liked. The everyone did it aspect, it was like. <laughs> This is the most contrived scenario yeah, one could but possibly imagine. She was the imagine. first one to do it, and she was hailed the genius. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. So like, she was the first one to do it. So technically, it was revolutionary and, and really at intelligent the at the time. Yes, but these days, it's just like, come uh, on, they're <laughs> yeah. remaking, and then there were none, and that is one of the best mysteries ever written. And then there were none. Yeah, hmm, never heard. That's of that. a fantastic mystery. She honestly, her work's more character driven. Like, it's, it's about, like, hanging out with Poirot and Miss Marples and that sort of thing. Hmm. And to be fair, like, I grew up on the uh, David Suchet uh, uh, Poirot, Poirot little movie yeah. things. And, yeah, Branagh was fantastic. He really was. He was yeah. great. And like, it, was it was a gorgeous movie. And it was a hell of a mustache. God damn that it was, mustache. It was like a quad stash, man. It was <laughs> crazy. Crap. It was a hell of a mustache. It was like a badge of honor. And uh, don't touch it. <laughs> my whole life I've been aware of, uh, of the person, Maya Angelou. I've been aware of her, but I watched a, a biopic called "And Still I Rise." Mm-hmm. I think that was it. It was, a, I think it was "And Still I Rise," and wow, yeah, wow! I was having a, an argument with a woman today at work because we were talking about all the degrees that people in the office have, and then ending each listing of this amazing degree that this person has up to like doctorates, ending that with, and they work here. Doing Ouch. this stupid shit. Oh, <laughs> like, we, so many people have amazing degrees in my office and they're not used. They, we don't do anything related to what they got their degrees for and their degrees are not necessary to get their jobs. Like, just thousands of dollars dumped into education that never did anything. And I'm, t- I'm me and this woman are complaining that, like, really, it seems like life is like, if you weren't born the son of a millionaire, you're just fucked. Like, you're just fucked. You're just going to be one of the proletariat masses, and that's all there is. And then I stopped and I said, but I did just watch that Maya Angelou pick. That's what I want to be. I want to be Maya fucking Angelou. (laughs) I want to come from nothing. I want to have an incredible life and and be like the the poet laureate of my country. Like, fuck, that was an amazing story of of who she was. No, she was born 45 minutes away from me. Really? Yeah, Winston-Salem is just like an hour away from Durham. And one of my, I, there's a couple chick flicks that I love. One is Fried Green Tomatoes. The other is one called, <laughs> thank you. The other was one called, um, How to Make an American Quilt, starting Winona Ryder. And, uh, the reason I love it is because it's less about Winona Ryder care, Winona Ryder's character's, uh, romantic situation. I mean, that's certainly a through thread, but she spends the summer with her with her aunts in the country and the uh, the knitting circle or the sewing circle that she quilts with and it's really about all these women in the sewing circle and how and the love stories throughout their lives and Maya Angelou was one of those women and uh she never she was seduced as a young girl by a beautiful young Jared Leto 
And she never found a man to spend the rest of her life with. But as far as she was concerned, um, the love that she was meant to find in this life was the love of her daughter. And watching And Still I Rise, it was like, holy shit, that is literally Maya Angelou's life. Because she kept on getting falling in love and getting married and divorcing all these guys over the course <laughs> of her life. But the one love that she never that she never left that she, that was she was true to her whole life was her son. It was ah, anyway. I'm sorry. Let's video games. No, yeah. no. Let it not be said that we are not men of multiple interests. Come on. Yeah, I watch I movies. Mean, sometimes I listen to music. There you go. And we talk about Port Lawrence sometimes as well. <laughs> so, uh, Flint Hook is now on the Switch. Oh. And oh. he said well, with apprehension. No, it wasn't really with apprehension. It's there, and I'm not completely in love with it, but I'm sure enjoying it a lot more okay. than I did. Like I, I don't know if I'm just used to the controls now and it's okay. Um, I'm finding it a lot harder than I kind of expected it to. Like I cannot get past the second boss, and there are people who have beaten this game. I don't know how many bosses there are. I'm not sure I'm ever going to find out. Mm-hmm. Um. But the the feel of moving moving through the ship and zipping around on the grappling hook feels really, really good. And blasting guys with your gun feels really, really good. I just, um, compared to other roguelites that are like this, I can point to others and feel like they're much more satisfying. Like, I feel like... Um, I feel like Sundered was a lot more satisfying. I definitely feel like Rogue Legacy was a lot more satisfying. And when you leveled up in those games and got unlocks, it felt a lot more meaningful than it tends to in Flinthook. In Flinthook, the best thing you can get when you level up is maybe get enough coins or whatever to buy um, buy a card that lets you install more perks. Mm. And those perks can be somewhat interesting, but they're never huge. It's never like really powerful and wow, I can really tell the difference with this thing running now. It's kind of like those, uh, what are they called? Tweaks and iconoclasts? Where like they're kind of nice, but they're yes, not required. but really, but not necessary. Okay. And so, so yeah, like I, I never, I still don't feel like any more powerful than I was when I started playing Flint Hook. And what it seems to be is just figuring out certain rooms, because there's some rooms where the environment is just so dangerous that I will start this room at 100% health, and by the time I'm I'm walking out the other side, I am limping, because I've just been bouncing around the walls off spikes like a ping-pong ball. Mm. Um, but I do think I enjoy it on Switch more than, more than on PS4, definitely. I've definitely put way more time into it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you bounced off those, the... the... Pretty hard. pretty hard. Pretty yeah. hard I did. I just I just saw what they were doing with the controls and I'm like, why? <laughs> need more buttons or somebody needs yeah. to have it, get an editor. Come on. Yeah, but on Switch it's less bad. I mean, it's still stupid that you it's really hard to slow down time and aim in in place yeah. at the same time because when you slow down time, you're still moving in that direction. The direction that you're pushing to aim in. Um but still like it's, you know, Gorgeous presentation, really nice pixel art, uh, really, really, really good soundtrack too. I, I think I really like it. I just don't love it yet. <laughs> Maybe it needs more time. You want to love it though. I do want to love it. I, I want anything that's pixel art in two dimensions. You've already got me, and then you're a platformer. Well, turn me loose. Now you're a roguelike, and oh god, yes, please be good. And you know, good well, enough is okay. <laughs> that seems like a pretty good segue to what uh, I've been doing for the last couple of days. Indeed, yeah. it does. Yeah, teed it right up there for me. Dead Cells is amazing. Like it, it came out on um, early access right around the same time that, uh, uh, oh my god, it was my game of the year. Holy shit, Hollow Knight did. 
Oh. And like it kind of sucked up a lot of its press. People were talking about Dead Cells more than they were talking about Hollow Knight. And I kind of resented I remember it that. for yeah. a long time. I'm like, what the fuck is Dead Cells? Guys, no, no, no. Hollow Knight's this, a This game is actually yeah. out. Hollow Knight is actually out. It's a masterpiece. It's the best Castlevania game I've ever played that wasn't called Castlevania. Why the fuck is only one editor, a PC gamer, talking about it? And now I played Dead Cells. And now I get it. <laughs> so <laughs> wait a minute. Crap. Are, are you actually great? Are you actually suggesting that Dead Cells is a more thrilling experience than Hollow Knight? Thrilling, yeah. It, they're two really different things. Like uh, Hollow Knight's really a lot more story driven and based on like you know artful uh, level design, and Dead Cells is completely randomly generated. It's just a bunch of it's just it's just hack and slash, jump hack and slash, Dark Souls like two D combat. You lose, you lose uh, your attention span for one second. Bam! Half your health bar is gone. Bam! You just lost three hours of progress. How's that feel, bitch? Feels good. I want to do this again. I'm gonna do this for like two more hours. I'm gonna okay, so there's so there's a stamina meter. No. Oh, so then how it's is the like, combat like Souls? It's it. Hmm. The punishment for failure is no, no. It's it's like how long it takes way? to swing a weapon or something or what? Yeah, like each weapon has a completely different feel to it. Like there's like. Knives, daggers, bows, broadswords, shields, and shit. And like it, it, each one of those, just is just a little bit different enough. Like seconds are eternity in this game. Like if like there's like enemies that can break through like like attack patterns you thought were impenetrable, and then bam, quarter of your health bar is gone, and it's just you're just trying to. F- I'm trying to get a feel of everything. Like it, 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 unlike Binding of Isaac, where it felt like that some weapons you got were just kind of there to be there, they were just kind of useless. Every every tool you get feels like something like you just haven't mastered it yet. Hmm. And, now, and it, yeah, because it's a roguelike, and like you're you're working through it, and you find that wow, I'm really good with you know a broadsword or whatever. Yeah, and then you die. Next time you start playing the game, you might go through the entire game and not find a broadsword. Is that the pretty case? much? God damn it! That but sucks. it's about figuring out like you know. You know, you I like did love that in Galaxy though. It's about figuring out what you like across the spectrum. Like, there is a couple of weapons I love, but it's not the end of the world if I get some twin daggers instead of the, uh, what's my favorite? And so, like, the balance blade. Hmm. Like, the twin daggers are, like, they do a lot of critical damage, but they're kind of slow. The uh, balance blade is, you can just juggle everything quickly, Hmm. and nothing gets through that. But it doesn't do a hell of a lot of damage. So, like, you spend, you know, more time, like, it gives other enemies time to sneak up on you. Like, it's just, each playthrough is different. And I have fun almost every single time until a boss kills me, and then I just put it down for a couple of days at a Spe- rage. Yeah, speaking speaking of the bosses, we were we were kind of emailing back and forth of this earlier in the week, and you had said that bosses, once they are defeated, do not stay defeated. Is that correct? No, they come back every time. Uh, yeah, but they, kill, they come back I every killed, time you yeah. die. Yeah, and yeah. I've killed the nameless one, which is the only boss I've really run into maybe five times, and each time it gives you new stuff. Hmm. But you don't like, get to keep that stuff. No, like it gives you like a, a blueprint. Yeah, and and there is stuff that you unlock, but it's stuff that only exists in the game once you reroll. Like like, do you get like more health the more times you play there or are, something? There are you can choose three different modifiers called mutations that give you like a passive bonus, and those once you earn those, you can choose to have them whenever you want. Well, okay, you so, get one of them when you beat a level. Okay, so as as you play, you. You unlock stuff, and then when you die, uh, you start a new character, and it says, okay, you've unlocked all this stuff, and from that stuff, we're going to draw these cards that you can pick from as your modifiers. Yes and no. Um, okay. Instead of, like, 
your souls are like dead cells. So like you get like maybe 20, 30, 50 in a go. Each every time you beat a level with a blueprint, you earn that stuff. Like you can you earn the thing and then you pay such and such dead cells to put it in the random pool. Okay. And where was I going with this? So you're gonna uh, lock it, but never actually get it, depending on how Iron Jesus. Well, you, the first time you it buy it, you get it, which is kind of neat. It lets you try it out. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's nice. No, like, it's Binding not. of Isaac sounds, did not do that. This sounds abusive and mean. Oh, you would despise it. You, yeah, you not I'm, be I'm able sure to I will. It. I'm not gonna. But the combat is so fun. But here's here's the thing. That three hours, man, that's a fuck of an investment. Yes, it is. When I'm playing Flinthook and I beat four ships, like four ships, this maybe takes me 30 minutes. And then I fight that boss and I lose on the boss. Fuck! Like, I am pissed off. It's it's a half an hour. It's only a half an hour. I put it down for three days and played Ratchet and Clank and had a great time. (coughs) But I came back. Like, uh, at 5 o'clock this afternoon and loved the shit out of it. Got to a level I'd never seen before. Like, the thing is bespoke. Like, there's only, mm-hmm. like, four bosses. Like, you... It, 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 now, when you, you say randomly generated, what I'm actually picturing is a, is a bunch of bespoke rooms, correct? Um, yeah. And, like, okay. each one of those is connects to a level in a certain way. Like, there's mm-hmm. abilities you pick up, like, being able to use, like, teleport stones, making, like, vines grow, and you use those to get to, like, different levels. Like, there's, like, a easy path and, like, a harder path and then a weirder path. And when you beat the first boss, the... When you talk to, like, the... Uh, what do I call it? The Emerald Herald in this, I guess? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you basically just go into three different directions based off, like, there's a wall launch ability I haven't gotten yet that's pissing me off because I see it all the time. Like, I can't get up there yet. But that would lead to, like, a completely different level. I haven't seen a third of what it's got to show me, and I played it for ten hours. Hmm. Yeah. This is a good fucking game. I'm really hyped for that on Switch. Yep. Some of the best 2D combat I have ever played. See, that drives me crazy. You say the Magic Words Castlevania and solid 2D combat, but then you layer on that stuff that I... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got this one mod that gets me, like, five health back for every kill, but somehow I end up losing more because it's just... I end up rushing in too much, and it punishes me for that. No, it's brilliant. See, I'm I'm really hoping that this is going to be, like, a Galaxy for me where I won't mind failure because the act of playing it sounds so fun. That's that's what it's doing for me. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I still hate failing in Galaxy, but whatever. <laughs> I, Chamberlain, I will probably gift you this. Uh, no, don't. You can't I don't, I don't, I don't have Xbox. a PC that'll uh, run. I don't have a PC that'll run it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's basically a PlayStation game. Like it uses. Like I looked at my uh, stats. It uses like 500 kilobytes, whereas uh, let's see, Assassin's Creed Origins uses like seven times that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's basically a PlayStation game, and it's it makes me mad that it hasn't existed earlier. Yeah. No, not, not, neither of my lap. Well, one of my laptops is currently dead, and the other one could not run that. So I appreciate the thought, but I would have no way to play it. <laughs> I owe you for Cuphead. I will find a way. No, no. Once you finish Cuphead, then you can. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do. I finish Cuphead. You give Dead, Soul, Dead Souls a try. There we go. I'll All take right. it. I'll take it. it. Still weirds me out that you beat Cuphead. That is nuts. Oh my That's God. a different kind of challenge. We are all playing little 2D games, it would seem. They're the best games out right now, pretty much. Yeah, because... That's not true. I, I, I ran through a bunch of things, and one of the things I ran through since last we spoke was I actually played uh, Final Station. Oh. 
And it's all right. Yeah, but you you get where I was coming from, the kind of like a 2D uh, uh, classic Resident Evil vibe. Yeah, right? resource management is, is key. And just a pop, pop of the gun. Yeah, yeah. The headshots being important, but not 100% important. What got really annoyed me was there were a couple of times where... Guy goes, I'm hungry, so I run to get food. And he dies while I'm on the way to him with the food. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. train. Yep. No, no, like, you, yeah, you got to walk up to them and look at their bars and see where their bars are at. I know, but I had like six guys I was trying to juggle. I only, I only saved Saul six people once. Hmm. I don't think I ever did. Yeah. That was worth 100 points for my EPing, so I'll take it. <laughs> but it's, it wasn't a bad game. It was free. Uh, I don't really get the ending. No, he, yeah, he turns yeah. into a monster and then he dies and then there's a giant robot or something. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I the, the the problem is I can't play a game like that without thinking of Limbo. Oh please! No, they don't even compare. Limbo is so much better. They're different genres. It's still a 2D kind of weird. Different genres. Game. Different genres. Because there's no shooting in Limbo. Yeah, but this wasn't even a platformer. It didn't have a jump button. There were no. It didn't. There were no puzzles. I didn't even notice there was no jump button until you mentioned it. Because you never needed one. There's no jump. There's no dodge. Nope. There's no jump. There's no dodge. There's there's punch and throw and pick up. That's all you can do. And you got to use that punch. You got to use the punch. It's uncomfortable, but you have to because you need the you need the bullets. Oh, I got used to it. It was good. So yeah, I played that. But the reason I played that was because I on Thursday night I opened my GameFly disc expecting to play Call of Duty, get to shoot some Nazis, and nope, Final Fantasy or Dissidia, Final Fantasy NT was in there. What? What? A isn't game? That a, isn't that like a brand new fighting game? Kinda, yeah. I had honestly forgotten that I had put it on the list. I think it said Final Fantasy, so I put it on the list. So I opened that up, and I'm disappointed because I I wanted to shoot the alt right, and I didn't <laughs> get a chance to. Um, so I boot Final Fantasy, or I'm sorry, Dissidia Final Fantasy NT up, and I will admit that having like 30 guys of fan service from every Final Fantasy ever was pretty cool. How's the uh, Dane? I, hmm? How's the Dane? I don't know. He looked good. I didn't play him. I mean, I, I put maybe an hour into the game. Okay. Zidane, I mean, he animated cool. He had his two knives in there, so that looked pretty cool. Sephiroth was there. Cloud was there. Jekt was there. Ramza from Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay, I haven't heard of him for like a decade and a half, so that was kind of cool. Uh, Kefka, people I don't know. I settled on Lightning because I don't care what anybody says. I still like Lightning. Yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, it's Lightning's fun. I, I think she's cool. Anyway, I like I, her I, uh, off pink hair. Yeah, it, it was yeah, not kinda... salmon. I guess we call it salmon. I don't know. Mm. It changed between the Final Fantasy Thirteen games. I think anyway. Um, the game is kind of a weird squad-based third-person fighting game, but you only control one of your three characters, and it's it, it feels like remember Virtual On from like way back in the day. I do not. Okay, Virtual no. On was a mech-based fighting game where you had two sticks, kind of tank controls, and you could go forward, backwards, like strafe to the side. But it was fast-paced and completely inscrutable. If you didn't know everything about the game, you couldn't play it. Hmm. So this one, it's not that there's a ton of mechanics, it's that they aren't explained very well, and you don't really understand how to implement them, and then you're kind of thrown into the game. And say, off you go, have fun, and you're mashing buttons, and two cool things kind of happen, you're summoning giant things and stuff dies, but you don't really understand what's going on, and, and then you realize that 
that you've kind of just been button mashing for 10 minutes and you won. And it doesn't really feel good. <laughs> hmm. I think it was like either the, there was a talk review that said it's like doing taxes on the moon. It's cool that I'm on the moon, but that's not what I want to do here. <laughs> he, that, that's actually very apt because there's a story mode. And all I care about in the story mode are the ridiculous cutscenes. And I put one on the blog of, of Kefka walking around being insane and Sephiroth and someone else behind him. So you're seeing these characters together that you wouldn't normally see together and their original designs. It's not like the Final Fantasy I played at the beginning of the last year. Oh, shoot. The, the little chibi one. Final Fantasy chibi characters. I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, World of Final Fantasy. Yes, thank you. That one was that was good, but the the... The fan service was muted because all the classic characters were kind of little chibi guys. This one, the classic characters are there. Cloud looks like Cloud. Sephiroth has a sword that's 20 fucking feet long. They all look right. But then you start playing as them, and it's just not a lot of fun. So I, I wanted to go into the story mode and just see the cutscenes. And most of the story mode is literally just cutscenes. You can just watch it. Well, it's Square Enix. What, what are you going to do? Well, that's okay, but even then, the cutscenes are locked behind coins. Uh. And the only way to... <laughs> what? I'm dead serious. The oh cutscenes are locked behind coins, and the only way to earn coins is to play online, which I don't do anymore. I've, I've retired from fighting games. Or play through the just single-player stuff, which is just you against three opponents, which gets boring very quickly. So, yeah, hour and a half, done. <laughs> just was I, not you know enjoyable. I wish I had walked away from 15 like that. <laughs> like Kotaku put up an article earlier today about like they combined like a bunch of reviews for the PC version and like there are glowing reviews for this the most one of the most boring games I've ever played. I don't understand. I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't. I don't know what they're getting out of it. The the dial every time someone opened their mouth, I got angry. Yeah. At the nothing, just just spewing everywhere when you had to like tailgate the villain. <laughs> and you know he's the villain, but you can't do anything about it because you're not really controlling the car. And like, like I think Prompto said something like, "Hey, he seems like an asshole. Why are we doing what he's telling us to do?" And then like the main character's like, "Look, we just have to do this. All right, this is this is uh, the way the game's going. Just <laughs> shut up." The <laughs> plot like, requires Fuck it. This game. Yeah. So the next day, I got to play Call of Duty World War Two, and Call of Duty World War Two basically feels like Saving Private Ryan or Band of Brothers. The game, down to a lot of the same characters from those movie and that show are in there. Tom Hanks is basically a character in this game. The Wait. reluctant sergeant who loves his men. Oh, okay. You didn't mean literally. No, not literally. I okay, mean, yeah. the, the name of the character in Saving Private Ryan, who's, that I don't remember because I saw that movie forever ago. But yeah, the, the, the reluctant sergeant who loves his men and tries to keep them alive, but his second is an asshole who wants to follow orders and get people killed, so there's that kind of conflict there. It's, it's good. It suffers from the standard Call of Duty, who the hell shot me, why did I just die? moments hmm. yeah, because the action is so frenetic and the areas are never as open-ended as it appears it looks sometimes like you have choice but you don't you have to figure out the way that it wants you to go or you just die call there's, of duty call of duty yeah, yeah it's 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 a linear shooter even though it looks like sometimes there's open-ended areas there's one specific area where we're taking a hill and we, 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 they're on the top of the hill and there's trenches there and suddenly a panzer shows up and nobody is, is equipped to fight the panzer. Your guy has some sort of grenade so you're trying to get behind the tank. Well, I'm trying to like go around the outside to get behind the tank and keep dying because that's not where I'm supposed to go. Hmm. You're supposed to backtrack through the trenches, find this, kill these two guys, very cinematic, this and that, and get to it where you're supposed to go. So once you 
get your head around you're playing a roller coaster with all the ups and downs and you have no actual control, it's not bad. It is not as good as Infinite Warfare as far as the single-player portion of the game goes. Hmm. Infinite Warfare was better because I actually liked some of the characters in Infinite Warfare, and this one is... It plays a lot of the very standard World War II cards. You've got... one. Your best friend in the unit is German-Jewish, and of course he gets captured, and of course the final scene is rescuing him from a concentration camp, because... And yes, these are powerful images, but they've been used, and they work... And they work because they work because I it's mean, horrible. Yeah, because we've been Band conditioned. Brothers, we to... should have just stopped. Because that, how do you? This I know what scene you're talking about, and this really parallels that. It's it's actually I, I'm sure they ripped it off wholesale. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. You 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 get to the concentration camp. It's half burned out. You end up running off into the forest to find one of your guys. So it, it's 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 yeah, wholesale Band of Brothers concentration camp. So that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. This one was, it's not bad. Here's the thing. I, I prefer this to Battlefield 1's format of the individual vignettes of different characters in different places. It's nice to have a cast to follow through. Mm-hmm. And they did Battle of the Bulge, which I don't think has been in any game before. They did, they did, norm, they, I don't think Battle of the Bulge has been in any of these World War II games before. That's insane. So they, they did are Normandy. Just completely ripping up Band of Brothers now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did Normandy again. Normandy's oh, isn't always that, Isn't that the hub? Yeah. Uh, it's the first mission is the invasion of Normandy. So, like, you're going up the beach? Yes. Is it amazing looking? No. Oh, wow. It's okay. You've seen better sand? I don't think you've seen better sand. Uh, no, okay. The problem is, in my memory, the storming the beach of storming Normandy in, was that Medal of Honor Allied Assault? The very yes. first time yeah. we did Allied it? Allied Assault, yeah. Allied Assault. In I my know. memory... Yeah. That was the most incredible fucking thing I've ever seen. I agree. Yeah. So even though this looked better and sounded better, and the, the sound was really good, it's booming and all around you, it just it's not going to stick with me the way that it did that first time. That's interesting. Although it's, we were we were pretty young when that came out. Yeah, I actually, I, that was back when I had gaming PC stuff. So that's how I played it. Yeah. Oh my it was God. Just, oh yeah, way back in the day. So yep, Call of Duty World War Two did it in two nights. It's all right. It's okay. It's... I have very similar thoughts on Ratchet and Clank. Really? Okay. Like it. I don't know what happened in Insomniac in the last couple of years, but like, I didn't try on Sunset Overdrive. Did either you play that? I did. Uh, yeah. No. It was. Yeah. How it was the dialogue? How was the writing? Oh, the dialogue was terrible. Sunset oh, Overdrive okay. was basically Jet Set Radio Future plus shooting. Okay. There used Moving to be, around yeah. was cool, but. Well, listening to anybody talk was stupid. Okay, there used to be a guy in Insomniac that was okay with dialogue. Like, I would give the acting dialogue in Ratchet and Clank a, a C plus to B minus consistently, like across the board. And I, I've i never had a game make me feel stupid. <laughs> but this, this like, it, 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 it's, it's the kind of writing for children that just assumes kids are idiots, and it makes me furious. Like, it is repeating what you have to do over and over and over, artlessly. Just, just, like, I feel so bad for these actors to have to just say nothing. Like, James Arnold Taylor is amazing, because he makes it work sometimes. But there's just, there's just nothing to work with. And there were some, there were some gameplay sequences in that Ratchet and Clank that were just like, this does not need to be here. No. This is not fun. Like, running away from the giant robot is Clank. 
Oh, fuck that. Like, just in, it's so tedious, but oh my god, this looks so good. Yeah, that this guy is... looks good. The, 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 the actor they have for that robot is terrible. <laughs> like, there's this one, there's one thing he says, it's literally like, ah, water. Like that. Yeah, and I remember that. Like, yeah. Fuck, you didn't even, you don't give a shit, buddy. What, what, what is this, why is this in here? This used to be better. I remember, like, like. And this uh, is why I do not have high expectations for Spider-Man. Yeah, no. But no. the core... That breaks my heart. I know, yeah, the, it should. The, the core running around these worlds and jumping and shooting guys and blowing shit up in that Ratchet and Clank... It was good. That's the best good shit. it's ever been. That's yeah. good shit, man. Really good shit. Like, I just... I didn't expect to even finish it. I just breezed through it. I had yeah. a blast. Hard mode is actually hard. I died a ton. I was having a great time. Yeah, my biggest problem with that game... And I think you're, the faults you're finding with it are true, but my biggest problem with that game was too short. Yeah, yeah, way too short. I wanted to keep like, on playing that shit. Like it, it followed the first game to a T up until Battalia, which becomes covered in snow for some reason. I'm like, oh, they got rid of the snow planet. Oh, what else are they getting rid of? Oh, we're at Pokotaro already? We a skipped lot. over the Blarg home planet? Oh, shit. This game's almost over. And I was right. Mm-hmm. Good finale, though. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm mad that it came down to Nefarious again, whose name sucks. Armin Shimmerman does the best he can. <laughs> I've always hated that character. I like Nefarious. Why is he in every single one now? Because he's so popular. Because he's the Dr. Wily, or he's the yeah. Eggman of yeah. this series. Okay, he, it's, he plays it pretty well, but I just... I wish... I wish they and not only try, that, but you've got Nefarious and Lawrence. The, yeah, there's the, no Lawrence. Yeah, the interplay... There's no Lawrence? No, there's this other guy that's not Lawrence that isn't funny. Oh. That I hate. Who's, oh, like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, he's like a broken robot. No, he's kind like of. he's he's like the the Disney villain sidekick that's supposed to be funny but never is. Hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but uh, whatever. Hey, Iago was pretty funny. Iago was okay. I liked Sour <laughs> Bill a lot, but uh, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, no, the game was great as a game. Like uh, that pixelator is maybe one of my. It's like an all timer for me. I love just like it's a shotgun and you hit enemies and they turn into like 16-bit versions and it's awesome. <laughs> this is the best the Groovatron has ever been in this. Oh, game. I love the Groovatron. I don't so think it ever good. um the music for that fantastic. Like the well, dubstep tracks for that are by love. <laughs> to me what it was is like you throw it out and first of all it's you can expand its area of effect as you level it up. Yeah. And then you throw it out and everyone every single enemy in the game has a dance. Like the bosses have dances. The shop kiosk has a dance. Yeah, if you hit them with the Gruatron. Yeah. And so it lights up the entire this entire space into a dance floor and suddenly 50 enemies are doing a dance number together. <laughs> and oh by the way because you've upgraded it so much they're all double susceptible to damage so throw one bomb in there and you're done. Like yeah. it was great. And it, it doesn't feel cheap. No, it feels just crazy. amazing and hilarious. Yeah. And I love the cheats. I love turning um the bolts into rubies. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> Didn't even do that. Yeah, if you get when you get all the gold boats you can like change the costume and stuff. You can put hmm. filters on there. You got all the gold bolts? Oh yeah. Oh, that took me. That took me maybe an extra twenty minutes. Like they, oh, really? they, they, all the levels are the same. I knew where they were. Oh. There were a couple of new ones, but that, they, they didn't try. That <laughs> okay, that explains. I, the, I, I, I never played the original one. Yeah, jetpack was great. I love finding all those brains. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good sequence. But uh, yeah, no, the first the first cutscene that Insomniac ever did for Ratchet and Clank had the plumber in it, and it taught me the phrase socioeconomic disparity. I want to know where that writer went, 
pay him whenever the fuck he wants, bring him back. Mm. There was that 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 script was a travesty. Like, I, 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 I don't go to Ratchet and Clank for writing. That's how bad it was. Because <laughs> I didn't even notice how good it used to be. Because it wasn't that good. But it was miles better than it is now. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. And I'm really, I'm, again, yeah, I'm, I'm really worried about Smart Run. A lot of quick time events in the videos we've seen with Spider-Man. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. A lot of quick time events. It'll probably be fun. God, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I like Spider-Man games more than I like Spider-Man movies or the Spider-Man character. There's something about them. There was that one the good, good Spider-Man game. There was one. There was, was Spider-Man it. 2 on the PS2. PS2 or PS1? PS2. PS2. Yeah, PS2. Oh, wait. Yeah, okay. In terms of Spider-Man games, yeah, there was that one good one. And it was good just because it made the swinging really fun. I have seen nothing of this new Spider-Man that makes the swinging look anything more than we're going in this direction. Yeah, it's just the uh, skyhook. Yeah, what they need to realize is that Spider-Man needs to start, needs to begin as a really interesting platformer. And then your gameplay will evolve from that. And you'd think Insomniac would nail it. Um, Not after the last decade that they've been making games, no. You didn't like Spyros? Spyro? No, I said I said decade. Oh no, it's oh my like, god! Basically, since they stopped making games for the P- making Ratchet yes. and Clank on the PS3, Ratchet everything, and Clank was fifteen years ago. Everything since <laughs> everything since Tools of Destruction, not Tools of Destruction. Um, what was it? Uh, no, that's, a Crack that's in Time. Ten, Every, yeah. Everything since A Crack in Time. That was almost ten years ago. Are you serious? Yeah, 2009. Oh my god. So everything since A Crack in Time from Insomniac has kind of sucked. And I think, I don't remember when Fuse was. I think it was before Crack in Time. No, but, it was after. Okay, so then after Crack in Time, we got Fuse. We got Fuse Ratchet and Clank. Fuse wasn't their fault. No, they made it. Whose fault is it? Yeah. Someone, that was that publisher was, interference. No, that was that was them trying to go third party, get published mm. through EA, make a new cool thing. We're going to show how awesome we really are. Uh, turns out we're not that awesome. I thought you liked Resistance 3, though. I never beat it. I, I, I didn't mind what I played of it. But I don't. Th- I think Resistance Three came out before All for One, or came out before Crack in Time. Anyway, so anyway, they went ahead and they did made two thousand eleven refuse. Then they went and they did uh, they did those fucking horrible Ratchet and Clank spinoffs like All for One. Yep. Then they made Sunset Overdrive, which, while visually interesting, most people agreed was a seven. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. Oof. Then they. They took a, a, a an air pump to the corpse of Ratchet and Clank, and gave us a gorgeous game with some really really tight classic Ratchet and Clank shooting gameplay. But as Alex has pointed out, not the same brilliant storytelling as it not even brilliant, but really solid storytelling as it used to be, and some sequences in there that were basically unfortunate in terms of gameplay. Yep. Um, Insomniac has not been a great studio in almost ten years. That's this is it. true. That's it. And everyone's all hyped said, for the Spider-Man game? Mm-mm. I did turn off the voices, and when I did, I noticed that this is one of the best soundtracks Insomniac's ever pulled off. It was pretty good, yeah. Uh, the, the train sequence, there's like basically just a Bond theme that's good enough <laughs> to be in a Bond movie. Like, holy shit. But the music in Ratchet & Clank was always wonderful. The music was good. No, but, like, it's always really... been wonderful. It's always been, like, I amazing. did like Deadlocked a lot. That oh, was really God. good. I just... 
I can I can't think of a single Ratchet and Clank game where I didn't think this music is so good. Yeah, David Beauregard is wonderful. I don't know if he did this one, but he did definitely did most of them. It blows and my mind that like you a... can you have that name on the tip of your tongue. David Beauregard, yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> That's I like I'm him. a freak. Um, I also well, no no wait a minute. Okay, I gotta ask Chamberlain, have you started this Wonder Boy game yet? I finished it actually. All right, I have never touched Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap. It is a remake of an old 8-bit Master System game. Like a really old fucking game. Yeah. Ancient stuff that I never played. I just looked at some of the screenshots and went, this looks kind of Ooh, like uh, a nice-looking side-scrolling platformer. Yeah. Uh, and they they did certainly update the sound and the graphics. It looks like a modern game. But control-wise, it has this weird floaty feeling to it. You mm-hmm. kind of slide around a little bit. The jumps are kind of weird. You have to really kind of anticipate with your attacks to get it, you know, to hit. Mm-hmm. Which, for all I know, is how it's supposed to be. Maybe they didn't want to change that too much. It is... It sticks close to its roots as an old 8-bit side-scrolling adventure game by not explaining anything. You're set loose in this world... Yeah, like the opening sequence, you're a human. You've got a ton of hearts, and you fight a dragon. And you can tell automatically that, okay, this is the Castlevania opening. I'm going to lose all my stuff. And you do. You get cursed and turned into this little dragon guy who breathes fire. So there are places you can get with him. You do that. You fight another dragon, and then you are cursed again, and you turn into a mouse. And so on and so forth. You get turned into different things, and each character can unlock different areas. The problem is that I only found one place where I could change between characters on purpose so yeah i was stuck as the mouse or the Mm -hmm. lion or the mermaid or the hawkman when i wanted to be somebody else Mm -hmm. to the point where i got down to the last area but i couldn't figure out how to change into the character that i needed to unlock something Mm -hmm. and so i did what anybody does and i went to game facts Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, okay, there's a store here that's invisible. If you go into this invisible store, you can buy a sword that allows you to change between characters whenever you want. Oh. I'm like, really? And how long had this been available for? Uh, Well, a lot of these facts are from the... No, I mean, how long how long had the invisible store been there? You just didn't know because it was Oh, invisible. I had passed it like three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, that was annoying. <laughs> It, it's it took me like probably four hours to get all the way through. Hmm. It's not it's bad. I, I I would not at all recommend running out because it's on Switch and I'm sure it looks great on Switch. I would really not recommend running out and buying it because after those four hours, I mean, yeah, there's other hidden stuff, but there's really nothing more to do. So it's it's a throwback. It's a nostalgia piece because yeah. you can hit the right trigger and it flips back to the old Master System graphics. And holy cow, that was ugly. <laughs> yeah, just just looking at gameplay of it, I was like, eh, that really does look like it's from 20 years ago. Yeah, it's very simple. Very, very simple. So I knocked that out, and then because I'm still waiting for things to show up, I finally started Oxenfree. Oh! I thought you already played that. No, I didn't. I meant to play that over over Halloween. Okay, can you do me a small favor? Yeah. Can you not talk about Oxenfree for about 30 seconds? i got to run downstairs, and I'll be right back. So in the meantime... Um, I'll give you a topic. Okay. Um, uh, let me think. Let me think. Loot boxes. Loot boxes. Go. Wait. No. 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 Um. What's it? Uh. Toys R Us's are all gone. 
Oh, that's better than loot boxes. Down. I can't talk about loot boxes without Chance here because Chance is the whale in the room. Yeah, Toys R Us is gone. All the, 800 stores are gone. Yeah, and that's a hell of a lot of people who are out of work. Yes, it is. All at once. It's it's sad, but you knew it was coming because they had there was no reason for them to exist anymore. You can get all that stuff online. Yeah. Although, do you remember going to Toys R Us when you were little? Like yeah, five or six? Oh, man. I just go there and just hang out in the aisle. What, what do you think awesome. got me hooked on video games in the first place? There you go. I just remember the Lego aisle. The first one I ever played. I, I remember uh, the first game I ever played was the demo of Oddworld. <laughs> and I sucked. Oddworld mm. was hard anyway. Kept getting shot. Yeah. And dying over and over. I was having a great time. Yeah, Toys R Us is gone. KB Toys is gone. There is yep. no dedicated toy retailer anymore. you got to go no. to Walmart. There are no more toys. There are only video games and phones. That's true. Yeah, so Chance, we, we, we skipped over loot boxes we were talking about lamenting the demise of Toys R Us. Toys R Us was the first place I ever saw Super Mario 64 running. There we go. Everybody's got their memories of Toys R Us. And I remember at the time thinking, this is what people feel like when they say they've had a religious experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, is this Toys R Us next to a Best Buy I used to work at that they closed and raised? It's mm. like they closed it and it was just torn to the ground, gone. Oh, yeah, like this. Like they is scrubbed it from existence. Brick and mortar retail will be gone within, I say, twenty years. I give GameStop a decade, oh. maybe. I wouldn't give them a decade. I give Best Buy a decade. Yeah, that whole publishing games thing for GameStop really did not last very long. No, though. it didn't. See, Best Buy has got the advantage because I want to go somewhere and look at the television before I buy it. Yeah, I'm going to miss that. I, I like to go somewhere and, 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 and listen to the speakers before I buy them without having to go to like a high-end place because mm-hmm. I can't afford the high-end stuff. But I want to know where these mid-tier ones stack up, and the only way to do that is to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And that's going to go away soon. Yep. Online reviews don't cut it. I want to see this shit in front of me. Amazon will own our children. My mm. children. Or my children's children. They'll get there. They're they're gunning for it. Well well certainly Chamberlain's children. Yes. Or Lord or, or, or Lord Bezos. That's Take a great off. name. For Bezos? an evil yeah. overlord. Bezos. It is. Lord Bezos. Tonight <laughs> Bezos falls. Like anyway. honestly, that's a wretched and clank villain. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> and you can already see him. He's obviously a beetle of some kind. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Sitting on stacks of money. So <laughs> oxen free, there's a lot of talking. Holy cow. And you can't skip any of it. And the problem is you go to investigate things and the talking overlaps its own talking. So Is is it voice acted or just text? It's all voice acted. Oh, okay. and you can't skip any of it. And it's fine. The writing's fine. I think it was a mistake having the characters all set in high school because no high school ever in the history of ever is this clever. <laughs> what do you mean? They're just, they're just, they say funny things and clever oh, things, quipping like, back and forth. Like the way so, they yeah. used to talk in Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I mean, they should have been college kids. It'd be a little more believable. That's all. Uh, I, I don't know how to talk about it without spoiling it, but I don't really understand exactly what's going on. You show up on an island with your friend and your new stepbrother for what's supposed to be this big junior year of high school bash where everybody is on an island overnight and there's beer and drinking and debauchery and diddling and whoever else knows what else. But due to dueling parties, only two other people show up. So there's five teenagers on this island. And there's a cave that, rumor has it, if you turn an old battery-powered transistor radio to specific frequencies, you hear weird things. 
So of course you do this, and you hear weird things, and investigate, and somehow end up breaking time on the island. <laughs> uh, get all separated so it's you and your stepbrother, and you go around trying to find other people. It's not, it's not frightening. Some of the sounds are a little unnerving. It's, I, I'm hoping that there's going to be a good payoff. Because it's not very long. And I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it, it got a positive reaction. And people liked it, it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not it's definitely not bad. It it plays like an adventure game, like an old school like like King's Quest or something like that. Except there's mm-hmm. no items. It's just kind of moving from place to place and choosing dialogue options. Uh, and 70... the writing is good enough to where you'd want to do that, or it's not bad. It really isn't bad. Again, I have to pretend they're not high schoolers, of course, in order for it to be viable. It, put yourself in Buffy the Vampire Slayer mode. There you go. <laughs> that was fun. That was a good show. Yeah, Sarah Jessica or not not Sarah who was it Sarah Oh, what? Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah Michelle Sarah Geller was Geller. not a talent. She never was. No, but the, she did that character well. The, okay, but yeah. the actress who played Willow, I forget her name. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she's, uh, she was so just hot. Allison. I, oh, wait, hold Allison on. Hannigan. Hannigan. Yeah, she was just a, so hot. The entire supporting cast was really good. This is where we got Seth Green from. The guy who played yeah. the librarian was really good. Um, yeah, like, well, I mean, it's nice that David Boreanaz has a career, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're so generous. <laughs> but, as far as heartthrob characters go, he was the least insufferable. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, you know what? I will say this about Angel. Girl's love of Buffy the Vampire Slayers was very good to me. <laughs> because in my youth, I did bear a striking resemblance. And, okay. um, and to this day, I actually, you know, you know how him and Buffy got those rings? Yeah. To this day, I still wear one of those rings that my first girlfriend gave me. Right. Yeah. Really like that. Okay, Spike. What? No, no. Angel. No, wait, no. Angel. Wait, Angel. Whoa. Angel. You don't, you don't Angel. Angel. Spike. Fuck off. No. It, was, it, was the, it was the second best character on that show. A lot of people really love Spike. I did. It was funny as hell. That show. Yeah, I didn't watch enough. So yeah, I, I mean, watched it all. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, it's, it was too much. It, it should have been put up its misery a little earlier than it. Like did. most shows, it went a season or two too long. Probably. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Well, when you're Puppy's dead. That was supposed to be the end. Well, no, hold on. We got no. two we and got, a half more seasons. We got renewed. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, was Buffy not there for the last two seasons? No, no, she, she, came she died and came back. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And again, they, 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 she should have stayed dead. Well, she wasn't happy Here's Buffy the thing. The original yeah. concept for Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a cool concept. Like, that original yeah. movie, who was, who was the Buffy in the original movie with Luke Perry? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, shit. Yeah, she was, she was, she was absolutely one of those sex symbols of the 80s. Hang on, let me find out. Uh, All I remember is that Paul Rubens was a vampire in that movie. Yep. Oh, God. How do we start talking about Buffy? Oh, Oxenfree. Oh, yeah, we were talking about Oxenfree. And, yeah. Let's see, Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer film. Christy Swanson. That was it. Wow, Hilary Swank was in that. What? Paul Rubens, Rudger Hauer, Donald Sutherland. Rudger Hauer? Rudger Hauer. Yeah, and so anyway, like the idea of a ditzy cheerleader. Uh, who's actually fated to, you know, save the world for vampires. That's a great concept. It is. Well, okay, it got us Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah. and Which is literally that. <laughs> better. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah. Blah. Okay, Oxenfree. Haven't finished Oxenfree, it yet. Oxenfree, yeah. No, I, I haven't finished it yet. I mean, there, there's some kind of subplot of um, a submarine that went down 
just outside, uh, just off the island that was testing some sort of nuclear something. So there's something weird going on. There might be ghosts. You don't know. You're talking to somebody who talks through portals, and it's just, it's got a lot of pretty weird stuff going on with the voice actors trying to keep it as grounded as they can. It's, I wouldn't mind it if it was a little more scary, but it's not. That's not what game it is. It's just kind of a weird adventure. It seems to be going for a thriller. For ideas more than, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like Soma. I don't want to, yeah, Soma would have been better without any of the combat at all. Uh, Yeah. And there there is no combat in this. There literally is no combat. It's just just exploring. So, 2D side-scrolling walking simulator. But I don't mean that in a bad way, if that makes sense. Well, I played some Overwatch. I was worried. You feeling okay? No. Doesn't sound like you. I'm fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I, I had to do my my Season 9 placement solo. Mm. It was a humbling experience. I did not do well in terms of my personal performance. And in return, it uh, promoted me to platinum. (laughs) (laughs) And and my theory is it's just because I did so well last season. Like, it was looking at my numbers and saying, this guy deserves to be blah, blah, blah. And so it put me there. can't afford to lose people now. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But it, yeah, it it put me in platinum. And I got three plays of the game while just failing and pratfalling across ten placement matches. It was (laughs) awful. It was awful. I was just, like, feeding most of the time, it felt like. Except for a couple fairly even matches. Matches, and I thought we were gonna win that one where I was comboing with the Zarya all game. I was sure we could, and then that last, that last wombo combo, man, the Genji deflects my pulse bomb, and we lose the map, and it just, it was crushing. So was this all Tracer, all the yes. placement matches? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I I stuck with Tracer, and she is now sitting at actually no, right now she's at a thirty percent win rate in comp. Because it it changed its mind about my rank, and now I can play with my brother again. <laughs> so the next night after I did my placements, we did his first three placements, and I won two out of th- uh, two out of three, and did quite well. <laughs> so like he is he is really my rabbit's foot. Like I need him with me <laughs> basically <laughs> to get shit done. Um, but I had uh, I had one match. I think it was one of the comp matches with him. We were on uh, Oasis. And he very quickly identifies to me that this Doomfist on the enemy team is a problem for him. And I look up at the kill feed and I'm like, hmm, that Doomfist is a problem. He's getting a lot of work done. So I start focusing this Doomfist for the rest of the match. And it gets to the point where, like, we we win the first round, we are winning the second round, and I'm doing a pretty good job of dancing around his team being a dick to them. And, oh, man. It was... Okay, segue for a moment. I did a skirmish where, you know, if you're not shooting at me in a skirmish, I'll emote with you and dance with you, right? But as I run out on Junkertown to see where the other players are in this skirmish, the enemy team is just killing anyone from my team as they approach. So I'm like, okay, that's what we're doing. So I run (laughs) up to the first person I see, kill him, hit my voice line button, which is, I have this under control. (laughs) Run up to the next person I see, kill them, I have this under control. And I I repeat this six times. Just running around, these guys killed them all. It was the trolliest I have ever been in Overwatch. I felt kind of bad about it. Anyway. No, but no, no, you didn't really feel bad. It was just a skirmish. It's just fun. It's just fun. Yeah, but I don't want, I don't want to come, I don't want to be a dick to people, and some people find that being a dick. Anyway. So, mm-hmm. we're, we won the first round against this dude. You want to win? You gotta be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the middle of the second round, I've kind of established my dominance. 
and I am leading the Doomfist, well, what I did was I just kind of blinked into their whole line, and I went, I have this under control. And then I zipped away, and half of them broke off to chase me, which is exactly <laughs> what I want them to do. And after a couple minutes, the soldier stops chasing, or after a couple seconds, the soldier stops chasing me, and I have this under control. And then the Reaper realizes he's never going to catch me, so he breaks off. But the Doomfist is still coming. And yes, and so he's using his voice line, so I keep on using my voice line. And then I go and I grab a health pack, uh, a large health pack that's hanging over, that's on a bridge over a pit. And he goes, hello to me. So I turn around and I go, hello. And he starts walking up to me. So I start walking up to him. And when he gets close enough, I completely whiff my pulse bomb (laughs) and throw it right past him onto the ground. And so it's on. Like, it is obviously on now. And so we have this spectacular duel. And most of the times I killed this Doomfist, it wasn't like I just came in and killed him. It was the rest of my team had gotten some soft shots on him. And all I had to do was pick him out of the air to finish him off. But he realized that I was a threat, so he was coming for me. And so I whiff my pulse bomb, and we have this amazing, like, 20-second duel around this large health pack. And it ends when he doesn't get a... He can't land a shot on me. He can't get anything on me. So he goes for the health pack, grabs the health pack, turns around, and I've already reduced him to a melee's worth of damage. And at this point, he just jumps into the pit. (laughs) And I go... Seppuku! And I go, I have this under control. And then I went back to the point, and we won. It was really good. And then I sent him a, I sent him a good game message. <laughs> it was nice. He chose oblivion. Yeah, he's like, than, well. Rather than humiliation. He's like, uh-huh. well, yep, I can't, can't deal with this. <laughs> so that was good. And uh, <laughs> does that mean it's time for headlines? I think so. Headlines! <clears throat> In Overwatch <laughs> news, I have this under control. Under control. Uh, okay, so when when Brigitta was first announced, I said, if you want to remember how to pronounce her name, think of Vegeta from Dragon Balls. That was bad advice. It's not Brigitta, it's Brigitta with a soft what? G. Oh, like Brigitta. No, come Brigitte. on. Brigitta. <laughs> Brigitta. 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 Oh, no. Yes. No, I'm not going to roll my tongue for you, Dragon Ball. Rajita. Anyway. Stop. Uh, controversial Dallas fuel tank main Felix XQC Langill has been released from his contract following his latest suspension for being a toxic, racist, homophobic, misogynist dickbag. I'd say good. Why did it take this long? Um, Because the first time he was suspended, I'm sure he told them that it would never happen again. Okay. And this is this is very much how he's always been. Like, through his entire streaming career, it's like, this is how he makes his money. And some people have said, you know, it's just really hard to turn that off. And, uh, and the, the thing is, like, on the one, my, 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 I think this is good in every direction, basically, that he's mm-hmm. getting kicked out. Because, on, first of all, um, because he's a pro in Overwatch, you are a pro in what is probably the highest profile esport in North America. Um, uh, I think League of Legends still has a beat, but I'll. I, that, we'll, 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 that's contentious. It, we'll this say. is certainly the one with the most funding behind it, and the ones that you actually see people like people in the streets who don't know video games are aware of Overwatch League. It's really weird. All right. Was anyone from League of Legends in uh, what's it? Uh, Ready Player One. I have no clue. Well then, well, League Tracer of Legends has no wins. characters, though. Nobody cares about the characters in League of Legends. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Don't they, aren't they like in the same level as Overwatch? No, in that I don't, think don't they so. do backstories and shit. I, you know, they probably they, do, but we don't. We don't live in that world, so we don't know about it. It is a whole other world unto its own. It's weird. Right. Anyway, yeah. so Overwatch is is very very high profile, 
And simply by being a pro in that space, you are an ambassador for not just Overwatch, but gamers and gaming in general. And by being a toxic, racist, homophobic, misogynist dickbag, you're giving all of us a really shitty kind of rep out there, mm-hmm. Felix, XQC, Ling Hill. So you need to stop that shit. And if you can't stop that shit, get out. Now, the other thing is, is Dallas hired him to play games. And his behavior has ensured that the league keeps on suspending him so he can't play games. So it doesn't matter how good your Winston is, if we're not allowed to play you on the field, you, you're not worth your salary to us. Yeah. And that's it. Like, this is what he deserves. And he seems quite happy about it. Really? See, I don't... He reached the promised land. Mm-hmm. He had a salary and health insurance and housing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying playing Overwatch on a professional level is easy. Of course it's not. I'm sure he had to work at it and practice at it. It is your job. But an but enjoyable job. he had job. that job. I would love that job. And he could not turn off being a dickbag yeah. to keep and, the job. And, you know, like, like he's he's a young guy. I'm sure when he's older, he'll look back on this and think, you know, maybe this was a fake. I mean, there are streamers who say that they make more money just streaming than they than they would if they joined the league. Um, so maybe financially he'll do much better now as in like a doctor disrespect kind of way. But that's going to, that could dry up at any moment. Twitch could change its terms of service and you're fucked. Not only that, but being a pro drives viewers to your stream. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, I was really happy to see this news. I was like, finally, good, get him out because he gives us a bad name. And he's an amazing Winston. He's an, he can play pretty much any tank. He's really good. He's really, really good, really smart in terms of his play. But ugh. he cannot moderate his own behavior. No. Uh, according to blue posts on the Blizzard forums, we should see the latest Hanzo changes on the PTR in April. They're working on putting the finishes and ch- finishing touches on animation, sound work, and visual effects after Brigitte goes live. Uh, after the sim rework, they have, after that is the sim rework, pardon me, but they have absolutely no idea what direction that's going in yet. And, uh, legendary Zarya Main Gaguri has officially s- signed with the Shanghai Dragons and is the first woman in the Overwatch League. That that's good. Seems late. Yeah. It is. It's really late and it comes after an outcry from the public saying, why isn't Gaguri in the league? And it's, well, all the, t- all the people we have are men and it would be, you, you know, unfair to her to put her in that awkward situation. Oh, it all starts with the ovulation process and how it just makes women shit at everything. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there were, there were a lot of lame excuses when, when yeah. people brought that up. It would take too much time to develop a woman for this. You would, and the other one was, uh, there were some teams that were saying, like, all our people are from North America, the language barrier would be too much of a barrier. But there are teams like, you know, like Fuel was a bunch of Koreans and a bunch of Americans, right? So, either way. Either way, it's good. Like, that's a good thing. I'd put money on her English being passable, too. I bet you it's. Uh, Nintendo held a Nintendo Direct last week and announced all this stuff. Also, other stuff that's not on this list, but this stuff definitely. Uh, Super Smash Bros. is coming to Switch, including the Squid Kids from Splatoon in 2018. What are they called? The Inklings or something? There's Inklings, a, yeah. yeah. Inklings. Yeah. Uh, Dark Souls is going to get a Solaire of Astora amiibo doing, oh. this, doing the, the sun salutation I, thing. I, I want it. I know, right? It's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, when you use the amiibo in any game, you die. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, it erase your saves. <laughs> yep. The critically acclaimed Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is coming to Switch out July 13th. You know what's weird? I'm kind of mm. interested in that. 
I don't no, know what that it is. Got good reviews. It got such good reviews, but it was on the Wii U, so no one played it. But everyone uh, who loved Toad, everyone who played it, had nothing but good things to say. Hmm. So yeah, I always play him in um, Mario Kart. Uh, South Park: The Fractured But Whole will launch on Switch on April twenty fourth. Um, if that comes with fra- uh, the Stick of Truth, I'm probably going to double dip. Mm, I uh, don't think so. Octopath Traveler will launch on July thirteenth. Yay! Little Nightmares will launch on May eighteenth. Yeah, that has a whole pile of DLC that I didn't even know was there. Yeah, yeah, and I just heard about that. And this I'm, is the second DLC. When was there the first DLC? Holy shit! I might actually check that out just just by virtue of it being on the Switch. Because some games you played like, it on a PS4 and it made you ill. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, but you know, you put anything on a handheld and it's better, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Hyrule Warriors launches on May 18th, and um, this actually, is the news of the week, the month, perhaps even the year for me. Okami HD is going to be on a handheld. The handheld is the Switch. It doesn't matter. It's going to be on a handheld. I will be able to play Okami on a handheld. Okami, for the listener, is probably the best Zelda-like game ever made. Yep. It is is beautiful in every way except too much text. But in every other direction, it's absolutely wonderful. You can see the combat is too simplistic. I don't care. It's still really, really satisfying. Nah, no, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah the combat's fine. It's fun. It, it feels impactful when you hit something with your giant sword or your beads or whatever. It's or it, that, you know, turtle thing on your back. That's right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an amazing... Ma- well, actually, Alex, now that you bring this up... It's a celestial disc, I know. No, no. Um, no. The, the, the shield, the beads, and the sword are symbolic... Of the three treasures of the Emperor of Japan, that's um, pretty good. Yes, uh, the, the sword, uh, the rosary, and and the mirror. Actually, no, say that again. And they are, but more condescending. They are evidence. <laughs> I, need, I need really to talk right out of your. I ass can here. hear they, your glasses they, being pushed they, up on the they bridge. They were here. they were gifted uh, to the Emperor by heaven and are proof of his divine right to rule the land of Japan. And that is why... <laughs> a flaming dog has it. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, in Okami, you play as a Shinto deity, uh, which is the, the kind of like ancient non-Buddhist religion of D- Japan. Like Buddhism and Shinto kind of exist in tandem in Japan. And, um, and so you play Amaterasu, the goddess of the sun, basically the creation god uh, of, of Japanese culture. And you run around in the form of a white wolf, and you basically just bring life to to Japan and saw and save mysteries and wander through a series of ancient Japanese folk tales as you do it. And I'm just salivating, just thinking about playing Okami again. And I have it on PS4. I, I don't think I went past the opening, but to have it on a handheld, I've probably played through Okami no less than eight times. So Jeez. to have this thing on Switch, I'm. Fucking hype to the ends of the earth for this. <laughs> Masterpiece. Anyway. Uh, Red Hook Studios released new details for the upcoming Color of Madness DLC for Darkest Dungeon today. And oh I... God, it's not out yet? No. No, no not yet. They're... Uh, anyway. Um, so, uh, top line features. Wave-based survival in a new environment, the farmstead. 
Nonstop action, and I'm reading like bullet point off their blog right now. Nonstop action. Fight through endless groups of monsters in an effort to reach the comet's crash site. Get lost in time and space. Some waves will bring you face to face with foes from other core regions of the estate, not including the courtyard or the darkest dungeon. Uh, track your highest kill count compared with friends and enemies alike, so I guess it'll be like leaderboards. Uh, three new repeatable quests, a novice introduction, a veteran boss kill, and an endless darkest dungeon level wave-based combat experience. Uh, resupply. Bolster your parties with consumables obtained from mysterious new curios between waves of combat. An all-new enemy faction. The Miller and his loyal workmen have become lifeless husks, consumed by the ever-growing crystalline influence that has spread from the comet across the farm. Two new bosses. Hmm. The Miller and the Thing from the Stars as a mini-boss. Uh, twisted new trinkets available for purchase from The Jeweler, a new vendor in the Nomad Wagon. Put your gold away. He trades only in comet shards. And new music. Uh, so still no kind of release date on that, but it's basically coming to every platform the Darkest Dungeon is on, but the release date for those platforms is going to be determined later. Uh, also, uh, Crimson Court and the Shieldbreaker DLC are now available on iPad. I do like that the, it is literally the color out of space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's fucking great. Word for word. That's pretty cool. And speaking of which, if you have an iPad, um, Darkest Dun- the whole full game, Darkest Dungeon, without any of the DLC, is 99 cents. Starting March 15th, going till March 22nd. Wow. One dollar for one of the greatest games of all time, listener. All time. Uh, Uh, The next Tomb Raider game is due to be revealed tomorrow, March 15th. But if you just look at the source for for the webpage that they put up to tease it, it says Shadow of the Tomb Raider will launch on September 14th, 2018. Oops. Yeah. The collect... How do I IT? The Collector's Edition for State of Decay 2 comes with a latex zombie mask, a collectible steelbook case, a human brain steelbook stand, a severed thumb USB drive, and an exclusive iron-on patch for $70. But Chance, I say knowingly, what's missing from that collection? Well, nothing. That's the, that's the complete collection. That's everything you get for $70. Although you may have noticed, Chamberlain, that in there I didn't list... The game. The game. Oh, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> and so, and so, like they they put out this they put out this page. Xbox put out this page on their like official Xbox site, listing everything in the special edition, and they put on there uh, in like a with a star. What's pictured above is literally everything that comes. And so a bunch of people were asking them, "Well, a game isn't shown there." And so they put up a correction on there just to say, "Yes, it doesn't come with the game." <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Okay, okay. The only reason they would do this is to just to mess with the whales that were going to get the game anyway, and oh, maybe yeah. trick them into buying it twice. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'll be honest, that severed thumb USB drive is actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's neat. <laughs> it's not. It's not but, seventy bucks. Neat, but yeah. That's pretty gross. If they have the the game's name on something that doesn't have the game. It's yeah. That's gross. Yeah. Uh, a listing on Amazon.ca and a recent Reddit leak have suggested that Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell will return in 2018. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. And those, well, those last ones were good, but they were more like action adventures, right? Yeah, they weren't Splinter Cell anymore. They yeah. were... if, if it's anything like the, uh, the Division shit. It won't be anything like the Division. They don't need... Well, they've got the Division. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't need to make a, 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 a new Division because they're already making a new Division. Which is apparently weird. they're just gonna keep the old division too. Like seriously, why would you do yeah. that? Well, I guess you they're don't want to shut down the still, servers immediately. Oh, they're still making content for it. I don't know why. That seems I don't know weird. who's playing it. It was a ghost town. Now it's in there. <laughs> you know what we need to do with this install base? Split it. Anyway. Yep. 
Uh, Ubisoft has officially announced The Division 2, and they will reveal it at E3. Mm-hmm. How long was has The Division been out for? Oh, it's like two years, I think. Yeah. They were saying it was quite a moneymaker for a while, weren't they? I think they did. They seemed pretty positive about it. At the beginning, probably, yeah. I mean, of course, Ubisoft is always positive about their own stuff. <laughs> Come play For Honor. <laughs> it, it is God. the most repetitive, one of the most visually repetitive games I've ever played. Hmm. Like, it was that. just drab. Uh, I don't know how they got away with that. Microsoft has pointed a finger at Sony as to why there's no crossplay on Fortnite between consoles. I believe it. Well, yeah, because Microsoft is like really kind of open and they do crossplay between PC and Xbox, right? Yep, like, yeah, they do. Yeah, and Sony is like, no, you're not getting access to our system, period. That's a security risk as far as we're concerned. Oh, sure, security risk. Well, who's to say that they're wrong, but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Then program your shit better. <laughs> I mean, it would keep their games alive. Actually, it really only helps the publishers in the long run because, like, the more people playing their games, the more more DLC gets sold on their end. Mm. What, is the, what does Sony see from that? Mm. Good point. People paying for PlayStation PS Plus. Hmm. Uh, that is true. Titty Shooter Galgun Two will launch on Nintendo Switch on April twenty fourth. Does it support the touchscreen? I will not find out. <laughs> will there be haptic feedback? I'm just playing with the sticks. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, the PlayStation website HD Rumble. <laughs> the, the PlayStation website now lists Days Gone for a 2019 release. Surprising no one. Yeah, that's not really. A I, I feel like this one's just gonna blow away. Yeah, well, I uh, now that we're like several months removed from the last time they demoed it, some uh, I've seen some writers come out and say, "Yeah, I was not that impressed with it, frankly." Another. Mm. Yeah. No, what was that dragon thing? Oh, you think oh, the scale bound? Layer. Yeah. No, layer. Scale, scale oh, bound layer. got canceled. Layer. Yeah. yeah. Was anyone saying negative shit about Layer before its launch? I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Those People like... who didn't get a chance to play with the motion controls. Because visually, it's not a bad game at all. No, they still had a lot of problems. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, motion controls and other things too. Ugh, motion, motion controls. controls were so bad. And I only played it after they patched so you could play with analog sticks. And it was still horrible. Mm. Was that like a launch for the PS4? PS3. Three. Three. Jesus. It was mega hyped, man. It was like the definitive next gen. It was what Layer mm-hmm. was supposed to be. It was so bad. Didn't didn't work out. Uh, in a surprise move, uh, Activision has announced that there will be another Call of Duty game this year. My yeah. God. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation blocked the release of Creep Simulator Super Seducer from launching on the PS4. Good for them. Who, like, what is the market for that game, really? Like, oh, I feel like the market man. is like teenage Herbs. boys who well, have no, like really think that it may help. Oh, boy. I or just masturbation material. Seriously. There's a lot of that creeping up on Steam now, and I'm not happy with it. Well, I'm not really surprised by that on Steam. It's not surprising, but it's like. It's in, like, the top ten consistently, and it's Ooh, just like, really? hey, oh. look at this. This shit is gross. Let me like look it's, at this. it's not even well-made. Steam store. What is it? Well, see, Canadian Steam store will be all super polite. There won't be a single one of those in there, I guarantee nice. you. Maybe not. Uh, oh, wait a minute. No, 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 I'm looking at the specials. I'm it's look- high up in the specials. Oh, okay, sales. specials. Kerbal Space Program, Hat in Time, Tekken 7, Farming Simulator, Astroneer, Rome, House Party... Early access, sexual content, nudity, mature. Click. That thing just won't go away. Uh, enter my birth date to continue. I was born <laughs> in 1930. On January oh, 1st, at, weirdly enough. Look at these dead-eyed homunculi. <laughs> Jesus. 
Uh, con- <laughs> house, house Party and its concept and sense of humor is inspired by the adventure-style games of the 80s and 90s, like Leisure Suit Larry and Monkey Island, but is rendered in a beautiful 3D, full 3D, beautiful. first-person content. Context. Beautiful. Wow. <clears throat> these are... I differ. <laughs> this is... It's unsettling, isn't it? It is. It's, it, I'm not going to look. It is. You feel touched by a darkness. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it doesn't actually say that. Yeah, I mean, it's not trying to say that I get, I get to, like, you play this game and you're going to see virtual sex well, with no, these women. There's, there's only one reason a game this hideous winds up in, like, anywhere near, like, the top ten. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it is referencing, Le- ooh, there's, there's apparently fisticuffs in this thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, you oh, can, you really? Can fight a, you can fight other ooh. dudes. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Uh, I then. thought that was going to go in a darker direction. I would, I would imagine. <laughs> that okay. that's so that's way. good, good for not hitting the bottom of expectations, but. I'm closing this now. Yes, please. Clear <laughs> your browser history. Moving Herman on. Tide 2 is killing it. Yeah, it got good reviews too, right? Really good reviews. Weird. Every time a Warhammer game gets good reviews, I'm like, really? Yeah. It's like, it's like a stop clock. Like, it's the most derivative shit imaginable, but it knows it and kind of owns it, and I respect that. Hmm. But it's also just really stupid. Uh, and finally, the season finale of Telltale's Batman The Enemy Within premieres March 27th. Well, I'm glad I haven't even started that yet. I'll just mainline it all at once like I did the last one. I thought I thought you did play it. Nope, I played uh, Guardians. No, but you did play some Batman. You did play The some... first season I did. Oh, this That's is the second, second season? season? This is the second season. Good lord. I had no idea. Yeah. You didn't know that? I thought this was the end of the first season. That's how little no. attention I paid to tell. No, there, there's, there's oh. two. Is this one Joker-based? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in it, but I'm not, I don't think he's the main bad guy. But good for them. No, uh, uh, well, sorry. I don't mean to spoil this for you, Chamberlain. But apparently... Scarecrow, isn't it? Apparently the Joker you face in the final episode of Telltale's Batman, The Enemy Within Season Finale, the type of Joker you face is will depend on the decisions you made earlier in this series. Apparently, your See, Batman will shape this Joker. I want to believe that, but it's Telltale. Yeah, so but I yeah. know it's, it's like always hot air. a long con. In in yeah. the advertising for the game, they've got like two different faces: Joker with like a sad-looking, sad clown Joker, and the crazy Joker we're used to. And that's yeah. Yeah, hmm. well, that's what they say. That's what they say. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. I actually, also, I started it up last night to see if all the episodes were out because I haven't been paying attention either. And it did allow me to import my save from the first season. So all the choices I made then are pulling forward into this one. We promise you they matter. <laughs> yeah. I saw you picked option B in episode two. So I'm going to be slightly rude to you for this line. But now we're in the and next then- line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly that. <laughs> anyway. We were really clever a little bit, but not here. Over here, kind of, but no. Yeah. Remember when they were like the darlings? Remember when... Yeah, well, remember the first Walking season of the Walking Dead, Dead season Dead one? is amazing. Yeah, that was the one that... That was the one. No, no I was not the, the Borderlands okay, even better. Borderlands yes. was a critical darling, but let us not forget that it was a commercial flop to the point. That doesn't people don't know what's good. That game. a skeleton crew had to work on, like, what, the last three episodes to get it done? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And they pulled it off, and that's impressive. Well, I suppose that's true. But perhaps they only pulled it off because our expectations for Telltale are so low in terms of, in terms of like, presentation. No, I, I'm going to give them both of that. Like, they could make... 
a game that like I despise and just close, and I'll still love them for Walking Dead and Tales of the Borderlands. I will play Tales of the Borderlands one more time. Hmm. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Hmm. Like, to the end. Yeah, but you like, love Borderlands oh, to begin with. Hmm? You're a Borderlands fanboy to begin with. I know, and it had a lot to impress me with, <laughs> and it it's honestly the best Borderlands ever been. Hmm. It's because Handsome Jack is dead, but not quite. I thought Handsome Jack well, no, was now one he's of the gone. characters in Tales of the Borderlands. He is. Yeah. And but he was fantastic. It's not him. Like, honestly, one of the better Telltale villains. Mm-hmm. Like, his, yeah, it, last, it, his last scene is fucking great. And it's not well, even the best part of that episode. Well, that and the, the Patrick Warburton character. Yeah. Oh, God, it was awesome. I loved him. Well, was Patrick Warburton <laughs> actually in it? Yes. Oh, my he God. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. He was basically putty, but as a character in this. But well, as, like, an ex- as, as the uh, interim... Um, uh, Hyperion uh, executive after yep. uh, Jack dies. Oh, that's yep. cool. No, he's yeah, it was, it was actually, great. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Huh. Come on, you got both of us saying that it was really good. Yeah, no, yeah. You think I have time for this? I I got a video no. to edit, people. You need and Overwatch to play. Time. <laughs> Come on, uh, each each episode's an hour and a half. It's it's really good. I'm pretty sure, and you know what's you know what's even worse about me not playing it? I have you it. own it. Yeah. yeah, you know I what? got it. I got it. It was free on PlayStation Plus. Oh, so I, dude. So I, and, and, and when it was free on PlayStation Plus, I'm almost 100%. I, you know what? Here, let me let me go into my email and see. There's a reason I I keep bringing it up and not shutting up about it. It's it's really a great action comedy that happens to be a video game. Oh, maybe I never did because it doesn't seem I ever got an email confirmation from PlayStation telling me I got it. So maybe it was free, and I never even bothered to download it. Yeah, I lost Journey like that. Hmm. You're not missing much. I didn't think so. Better example. Because, uh, <laughs> like, after a year, no one brought it up ever again. Bloodborne. It's... When it came out, you're like, ooh, ah, and then you finish it, you're like, oh, that was... Okay. Yeah, that was okay. a neat trick, right. and I'm done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> why, Chance, why do you not just claim every PS Plus game every month? Um... It takes two seconds to go in there and say, yeah, I'll take this and this. You know, I, I, I don't really know what, what it is, but for the past couple of years, I've had a real profound problem giving a shit about anything. <laughs> but free! Yeah, even that doesn't move me. Uh, I am I am mostly dead. But I did get Bloodborne. Hair. Oh, well, and by the way... already have yeah. it? Of course I did, but now I have it digitally. Oh. And... Um, and by the way, the old Hunters DLC, I think, yeah, the old Hunters DLC is only five bucks right now, and Bloodborne what? itself is free with PlayStation Plus. Okay, no, I need to do something about that. I think you may, Alex. I think you may. And it's Holy even cheaper if you have PS Plus, shit. Alex. And I believe you do have PS Plus. I, I do, I do. So really, That's right now, you could have a free digital copy of Bloodborne and like a $4 copy of the amazing DLC for it. Uh, but I, isn't isn't um, what's it, Ludwig just a total bastard in like a not fun way? Uh, I, have, I never played it. Because <laughs> like people that love Bloodborne are like, Little Hunters is good, but Ludwig's a bastard. Well, I mean, most bosses are in in the Souls games. But like the way they they um, what's it, uh, qualified was that like they just hand you seven blood vials every time you walk walk in there. Hmm. Well, you know, like, what? it's like they don't even they know you're gonna die so much they don't even bother making you go look for more or pay for more blood vials. They're like, here's seven. 
you should be good. <laughs> Here's my perspective on this. People were saying awful shit just like that about Vicar Amelia. I That's love true. fighting Vicar Amelia. Oh, she's not that hard. Yeah. I never really had that much of a problem with her. So I'll never know how hard Ludwig, Ludwig really is until I play him. And the woman on the cover, um, I forget what her name is, but she's like one of the first hunters apparently. There's just this woman, this blonde, this uh, silver-haired woman sitting in a chair with the hunter's cap on. With her, like, her fingers peaked beneath her, whatever. Yeah. Uh, apparently, she's an amazing character. Oh, cool. She got a ton of fan art, so. so yeah, and Ludwig is one of the best, just like this, this, like. A really interesting uh, character. No, like, it was, um, well, what's, what's the word? Uh, uh, man, he made, he made scanners. Uh, uh, there's a Rick and Morty world about it. Oh, fuck. Cronenberg. Oh. It's like a cr- giant Cronenberg horse monster, and it's fucking amazing. Hmm. Well, now I want to see a picture of this. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. Bloodwig, the old hunters. Quick. Images. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to have dreams about that one. I did. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Your fantasies disturb me, Alex. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me as well. <laughs> You have no idea. It's okay. That's not where I was going, but okay. No, no one went. No one no, went there. That's why it's funny because it was unexpected okay. and and ah. not where he was going. <laughs> Dramatic irony. That's where comedy comes from. Oh. <laughs> the subversion of expectations. Of oh wow, man! Some of this art is just amazing. Yeah, blood. Like, you can tell the quality of a game by its fan art, and Bloodborne's got some real keepers. It does. Well, but Overwatch has some truly, truly. Horrific, yes. Depraved fan art. I, yes. Yeah, that's, that's the word. You know what? Okay, look, people are going to make porn of anything. It's the internet. There's yeah. also a lot of absolute. You know what? I'm going to go to Discord. I know there's right a lot now. of good stuff. I read and, your blog. I find... see the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, but there I don't. Really good stuff I post there. so little to the blog, though. I post maybe, I don't know, maybe three percent of of the stuff I actually find. And so now Ooh. I'm going to find a Farah I found the other day. I'm going to save image as. Oh, there's this guy that's doing like a more less like more like gritty, less stylized Hollow Knight, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. But Hollow like Knight looks like good horror. already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it looks great, but like it has like more of like a horror angle to it and it's uh... yeah, it allows for that. Yeah, I've never seen uh I've never seen fan art of Hollow Knight that I was actually better looking to me than Hollow Knight already is. There's a couple out there. There's one of the. Uh, I have one on my blog that's fantastic. It's like this giant, like magic beetle. It's just got like soul energy is coming off him like like water vapor, and it's just like. Ah, I love that game. All right. Well. And this fair I just sent you guys is just one that I found today. I find that's pretty nice. Yeah, I find stuff that's just oh, okay. lovely in that's, that way, like constantly. That's really neat. Yeah. Right. Like, there's. Is she, is she not Japanese? No, she's fair. She's she's from no Egypt. Egypt, yeah. yeah, she's Egyptian, and apparently she's also half Canadian, Native American. Or <laughs> we don't call them Native Americans. We just oh, that's how the, that's how they got around that Native American costume. Oh no, no, yeah, she's they like, they redconned her as half Canadian. The white guy defense is like, no, I'm fifteen percent Okanichi. Cherokee. Yeah. <laughs> like at least like get one of the lesser knowns. Get some Okanichi in there. Get some. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, she's Canadian. That's pretty lesser yeah. known, okay? <laughs> That's all we got. We got like Wait, three what? American heroes in there. We got McCree, we got Soldier 76, we got Reaper. Oh, no shit. Poundmaker might be my favorite Civ leader, period. I had a fucking oh, yeah. blast with that guy. 
All right. Well, I'm we're out. about done. That's all I got. I, my stomach is screaming at me for some time. Right. You should eat a thing. I'm gonna eat, eat a something. thing. Something. Make something oh, nice, tasty. Feel my ribs. Yeah, shit. Well, you, wait, you can feel your ribs. Yeah. Come on, I'm that's, skinny. That's I can't new. even feel that, my ribs. Well, that's because I've just been working eight hours a day every day for like a month and a half. Just keep in mind, Alex. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. That's bullshit. Hey, Kate Moss said so. <laughs> that is fuck. Like, that my is hands literally are cold. A, that is literally a but, Kate Moss quote. I don't. I can't remember a time where my hands haven't been cold. This is new, and I hate it. It's weird. I hate it so much. I'm so cold all the time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe see, maybe that was my cold. world. Thank you. <laughs> like I'm not. I, I'm not living in Wisconsin. It's not supposed to be this cold here. Yeah, and it, it isn't. It isn't. Just, you just don't have the body mass to be snugly warm. Yeah. You know, every time I, I was mad at my sister for being like, "It's so cold in here." Like Emily, come on, please. Now I get it. it sucks. <laughs> Your bones are cold. <laughs> bones are cold. <laughs> bones are so fucking cold. <laughs> Like it's like I could go back pretty easily, but don't. Oh, trust me, I, you I will. won't. I I I won't. Yeah, like you the, said the that. female attention is consi- considerable, and I will never go back. See, yeah. I guess you're gonna have to skip that ravioli. Pretty cr- no, no. There's ways around it. It's, That's right. Eat the ravioli, then purge. No, 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 no. Tomato sauce instead of um um uh, pesto. That's how we do it. So wait. Pesto is bad for you? Oh, yeah. It's so much oil in it. Cheese and shit. Hmm. The kind I get is really bad. Hmm. Like from the, the uh, Sam's Club, uh, pesto is like 8,000 calories in this tiny little container. Oh. I guess it's good. It's I never so liked good. pesto. It's so good. Hmm. Yeah, pesto was a traitor. Pesto really kept me jogging in place for a couple of years. Good thing tomato sauce is delicious. And hardly any fucking calories. I had no idea. I love that stuff. I know. I, I live know. off it. All right. All right. Well, we talked about Toys R Us. We talked about Stephen Hawking. We ended up as a cooking show. World, All right. I like that. Like the variety of topics this yeah. evening. All right. Alex, thank you for talking. Yes, sir. Chance, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you in a week.